Hi guys, welcome to Patrice Cell's podcast. I am Patrice Cell. I'm super excited about today's episode. Um, first of all, Happy New Year. This is the first official podcast episode of 2019. And guess what? I have some major and exciting news to tell you. Drum roll, please. <laughs> I am officially a wife. I got married on December 22nd. Um, I married the love of my life and I am officially a wife. Whoa, I cannot believe it. So I was inspired (laughs) by my recent um, love encounter or marriage to do this episode and I want to title it is he the one uh Enoch and I his Enoch or Fletcher I probably will go back and forth his real name is Enoch uh we actually been dating for we were dating over three years um we actually got engaged in 2018 and literally a couple of weeks later we got married so It's been such a beautiful journey and I felt led to actually do um, an episode to share some of the things I've learned uh, as far as for women to know or be able to discern if he's the one. Uh, I first want to actually share our testimony of how we actually met. Um, it was in August of 2015, I was at uh, a prayer conference and I was actually sitting, I was serving at the conference. So I volunteered to be an usher, uh, that particular Saturday, it was a Saturday. I was, uh, there were enough volunteers so I could kind of sit down and actually enjoy the service. So I was sitting in the back with a friend of mine. And um, the bishop actually told all of us to pray, pray in the spirit. So pray in the spirit, same thing as praying in tongues. So I closed my eyes and we were all praying in the spirit at that moment, praying in tongues. And so I was praying with my eyes closed and I had this vision of this man. So I kind of shook my head in like disbelief, you know, I don't know, you know, when you try to like clear your thoughts and you shake your head to do so as if shaking your head is really clearing your thoughts, but that's what I did. So I did that because I was like, why am I making this up? What's wrong with me? And a couple of seconds later, I turned around and I saw the man that I just had a vision of walking past, um, past me and like behind me, he was walking behind me. I was facing the uh, stage with my eyes closed when I had the vision. For some reason, I turned around um, and I saw the very person that I just had a vision of walking by. He had on the same thing. Literally, I had a vision of this man. So I said in my heart, God, I need him to stop because I need to know why I just had a vision of him. It freaked me out because I'm kind of new to visions at this stage. Like I was like, hold on, this is nuts. God, what is going on? Can he stop? Because I need to understand. And I didn't say it out loud. I said it in my heart and he stopped and I'm not kidding. He stopped and sat directly. He stopped walking and sat in a chair behind me. So now I'm really freaking out. I'm like, what is happening? 
And so somehow he started talking to my friend and I. And next thing I know, my friend, she disappeared. It was just him and I. And we were talking for hours. And the conference ended. They were packing up chairs. And he and I were like so engaged in this conversation that we were not aware of our surroundings. And the conference was completely over. They had already started packing the chairs and people like had left. And I was like, when we kind of came out of whatever realm we were in talking, we were like, oh my God, like it's over. Everyone's gone. What's going on? And that's how we met. Now, that's the whole encounter of how we met, which was definitely uh, supernatural. (laughs) Uh, uh, I, I don't know if I have the words to describe it. But it wasn't until about two years later, maybe a year or two years later, that he told me his his version of what happened um, at the same time. So that's my that's my version. So he said that he told the Lord in his heart, I'm ready to settle down to show me my wife. And so he started praying and he was walking around the sanctuary Um And when he got to where I was, he didn't necessarily see me. But when he got to that point, the Lord told him to stop and he stopped and um, he sat behind me. And again, we ended up talking. And so that's kind of how we met. Now, one of the things um, some of you guys may know, some of you may not. I was engaged before and I was engaged before for a couple of months and kind of the Lord ended up basically shutting that relationship down where he wasn't the one for me. So after that, I kind of made up in my mind. I said, God, I need to know who my husband is because I do not want to marry the wrong person. I had the big, I think that was like the biggest fear ever that I could possibly marry the person that's not for me. And so I prayed that prayer um, because I wanted the Lord to begin to speak to me about my husband. Now, I titled this, Is He the One? And I want to share along uh, some of the things that actually I walked through in um, not discovering, but kind of discovering on both ends. He discovering um, for him to discover and me to discover the one that God had for me. And so if you are in a place where you're dating or you desire to be married, you want to actually marry the man that God has for you and you're trying to figure out like, is this guy the one or how do I know he's the one? The first thing I say, um, one of the first points I want to make is what did God say? Now, I believe that, you know, the Bible tells us that a man that finds a wife and so finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And so we use that scripture um, that the man is the pursuer. He's the one, he's a seeker. And he goes and he finds a wife that he wants. He chews her, then he gets favor. Now, I believe that as women, we need a word from God for ourselves. I say that because when I was engaged before, Um, the guy at that time told me that the Lord said I was the one. And because I didn't have wisdom, um, in that season, again, still growing in the Lord, uh, I didn't necessarily seek the Lord myself 
as to whether or not he was the one. And so I went off of what he said. Now, he wasn't a bad guy at all. So he was a great guy. I don't want to portray it as if he was a horrible guy. But someone being a good guy doesn't mean that he's God's guy for you. So I would I definitely would say, what did God say? As women, we need a word from God ourselves. Um, when I prayed that prayer, again, I the engagement was broken off. I was single and I prayed that prayer. I said, God, I want you to show me who my husband is because I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to marry the wrong person. So I prayed that prayer and the Lord began to show me and speak to me about my marriage before I met anyone. So I would journal what the Lord told me. And the Lord, uh, I remember this one particular time I was praying and I had a vision. I had a vision of a man and I didn't see his face, but I saw his side profile. And this is way before I met Enoch. I had I seen his side profile and he had a beard. So all I knew was he was dark skinned and he had a beard. I knew this because I prayed that prayer. God show me who my husband is. And God confirmed it because I actually didn't share that vision I had with anyone. I wrote it in my journal. But I don't know if it was a couple of days or a week or two later. I was praying with my prayer partner. And she's after prayer. She said while we were praying. I had a vision of a man who was dark skinned with a beard. Um, I didn't see his face. But um I seen your husband will be dark skinned with a beard. It was confirmation to what I, the Lord has showed me. So that was one of the things that I'm like, okay, I know physically he's dark skinned. He has a beard. I didn't see his face, but that was one of the things. And one of the things she also said was that she saw that he had on blue and white. And she said, I saw him, he had on blue and white and it's like the iPhone blue, um, a blue and white shirt. It's like the iPhone blue. Well, when I actually met Enoch, he had on blue and white and it was the iPhone blue. He had on, I think he had on a blue shirt with this white vest, like this white vest. And it was the same blue as as iPhone. So it was another confirmation when I met him. Um, the Lord told me I knew he would be in ministry. I knew there was an apostolic anointing and grace that would be on us. Like we would have an apostolic ministry. I knew all of this before I met Enoch. So I needed a word from myself and I needed the Lord to show me um, who my husband was so I can measure anybody else that comes along against what I already received from the Lord. So as women, you need a word from God for yourself. You can't, you can't go based off of anyone saying you're my wife. The Lord told me you're my wife. Okay. But the Lord didn't tell me. Or maybe the Lord told me too. you know, like you need a word for yourself because it's going to be the word that you received from the Lord that's going to sustain and keep you even through the process of the relationship. Because it's not it doesn't mean the relationship's going to be easy, but it means if I have to walk through some stuff in this process, then when I want to quit, I can't because I know the Lord told me. So I hold on to that word that the Lord has given me because I know that this is my husband. The second point I want to second question I want to ask is can he lead you? Do you trust his leadership? When you are dating or courting or uh about to date a court, you actually need to observe that man and his leadership abilities. The Bible tells us that the man is the head, 
the women that we submit to our husbands. But what I find is that a lot of women marry men, but yet the women are the heads of the house, like they're leaders. They're they're the head because they married a man that they don't trust his leadership. If you marry a man that you don't trust his decision making, you don't trust his ability to lead you, to lead your household, to lead your children, then what's going to happen is that your house is going to be out of order. I observed Enoch in his leadership abilities. I trusted, even in our courting process, I trusted him as a covering. Enoch could cover me spiritually. He could pray for me. And if I'm going through an attack, a spiritual an atta- spiritual attack, or if I'm down, he literally could cover me and pull me out of whatever I was in. He could lead me. Um, you know, he, he would give me wisdom. Like I, I knew if I married that man, if I married him, that I could see myself submitting to him because he's a great leader. And so if you are dating somebody and you're wondering, is this the man for me? Do you trust his leadership? Will when you say I do, <laughs> will you submit to that man? If you have any doubts or questions as to if you can see yourself submitting to him, then you might need to either you guys may need to wait concerning marriage or maybe you need to really reevaluate if that's the person you're supposed to be with because it's out of order for a woman to lead the household. It's out of order for um, the woman to not submit. The Bible commands the husband or it tells the husband to love the wife. So women and, and the woman to submit. The Bible doesn't tell women to love your husband. You can love your husband all you want, yet you don't submit. You're out of order. The husband is not supposed to submit to you. He's supposed to be the head. It doesn't mean that your husband is abusive or take that 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 leadership ability, uh, take the leadership and rule over you no a true man of god a man who who understands um being ahead in leadership and how to love the wife and how to lead he looks at christ as the example even though jesus of course was the the groom he's the groom he's he's our groom as the church he is the lead the head you know he's the leader he led but he led low so A man who loves God and looks like Jesus is not going to be abusive or abuse his leadership. And if that if you see signs of that, where it's controlling more so than actually leading. uh, And then also you have to check yourself to make sure that it's not something in you that don't want to be led. Uh, and, And those are things as women we really have to process through and, and be honest because I personally was single for so long and, and I, once I graduated from college, I was on my own. So for you talking about somebody who's been single and on their own for years, um, I needed to make sure that I was going to marry somebody that I can see myself submitting to. Um, and I trust their leadership when I was engaged before I knew Even though I said yes to engagement, I wanted to wait for marriage because I knew he still needed to grow. And so I, I was, I wanted us to wait until he got to a certain place. But in that process, the Lord is like, no, that's not who I have for you. So you have to observe the man in, in, in his leadership abilities, his ability to not only his personal life lead you lead um how does he you know operate in his personal life observe him and his own decision making and how he makes decisions how he process things um and then and and also 
maybe in the courting process, kind of, you know, go to him about certain decisions, not that you're obligated to, but just to kind of test and see, okay, how, how does he handle me, you know, and, and lead me, how test him in that, like go, maybe give him a small area of your, not something major and not something that you can be like, well, Lord, because you're not married, but maybe it's a decision you need to make. And maybe you take that decision to him and say, what do you think about this? And see how he processed the decision with you. What type of wisdom does he give you? What type of guidance does he give you? Um, and and again, can you see yourself doing that with that man? That's important because you don't want to marry somebody that you're not going to submit to. Uh, another question I have is, are you growing? Uh, when you're with this, when you're dating him, are you a better person because of him? Do you see yourself um, growing? And do you see fruit in your life because of the relationship? One of the things that I loved about Enoch is that he challenged me. I have been the leader <laughs> in so many areas of my life, and I've been so strong in probably all of the areas of my life, I had to because of life, because of situations and circumstances, some above me, I had to also be the person to give advice and wisdom and help other people grow and help other people become better. I never had that for myself. So Enoch was the only person, not the only, but one of the primary people, honestly, who challenged me. Um, and I saw myself becoming better and growing because of him, because of him actually seeing who, not who I am, but who I'm supposed to be and speaking to that. And so I would find myself, I would find him saying, well, I want you to preach. And so I don't want to preach. And he's like, you're going to preach and him actually stretching me and my giftings and and my talents and, and things that he know that God has called me to do. And, and But he was the one that could challenge me in those areas. And I found myself growing. Um, Ephesians chapter uh, 5 verses 25 through 27. It actually talks about the husband loving the wife and the husband actually washing the wife. Like it talks about um, the husband loving his wife as Christ loved the church and that Christ actually washed the his bride with the word to become holy and righteous. And, and that's the same way that the husband actually to present her without spot or wrinkle. And the husband is supposed to actually uh, clean up his bride, clean up his wife, um, that, that past hurts and pains and, and things like that. Not, I don't believe a woman should be broken in, in a relationship. I believe that a woman should be healed and hold before she goes into a relationship. Um, because you don't want to bring your brokenness into a relationship, but, and a man shouldn't bring his brokenness, but there are going to be areas that are triggered whenever you're dating. And that person, that if that man is the one for you, he'll be able to help you clean up those areas. Like there were certain things um, where, where fear would arise in me. And in Enoch, there were areas because of past experiences that fear would arise in him. And, and I would find myself 
instead of uh, fighting his fears, actually speaking life to those areas. And as I would reassure him or, um, you know, actually, yeah, as I would reassure him and, and actually show him with my actions, like he will open up in those areas. The same thing for me because of certain things I've been through, like, he would challenge me. He would reassure me. He would be consistent in his actions. And those things actually helped me grow and become a better person. So um, whenever you're dating somebody, if you're wondering is if he's the one, you should become a better you because of him. Of course, the Lord is first. But if somebody's going to be your husband, your leader, you should be a better you because of him. Like you should be growing in some area of your life because he has, um, it's almost like he has the, (laughs) the key or he has the, the blueprint. Like he has, he has the ability to help you become who God created you to be. He has the, everything that he needs. If he's the one for you, he has everything he needs to help you become the best you and, and you will have everything he needs for him to, be who God or to fulfill what God has called him to do. Other question I would say, does he know his purpose and is he actively pursuing it? Now, when we look at this story of Adam and Eve, you know, God created man. He created Adam from the dust of the earth. And after he created Adam and breathed his life, his breath into Adam, and he gave Adam an assignment, he told Adam to begin to name the animals, name the animals. And Adam began to name the animals. And as he was naming the animals, doing his, fulfilling his purpose, actually doing the assignment God called him, God realized that Adam was lonely. And he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And so he caused a deep sleep to come upon Adam and he took his rib and he, and he formed woman and said that she was woven out of man. And so he gave him Eve and Adam looked at Eve and said, this is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. But Adam didn't need, and, and the Bible says that Eve was a helpmate. She was a helpmate to Adam. Her purpose was to help Adam. But Adam had a purpose. He needed something that he needed help with. And so a man that does not know his purpose, a man who doesn't have an assignment from God, a man who's not actively pursuing it, because that's two different things. It's one thing to know your purpose and not to be doing anything with it, like saying, oh, I know I'm called to do this, but I'm not ready. So if you're not ready to obey God, then how do you want me? Why do you want me to follow you? I can't. So (laughs) it's one thing to know your purpose and assignment. It's another thing to know it and actively be pursuing it. And if this man is not actively pursuing his purpose, his assignment, um, then he doesn't need help. He doesn't need to help me. What does he need a woman for? Um, if he's not actually, he doesn't need to help me. A person needs help when they're doing something. And so you actually have to see it. Does this man know his purpose? Is he actively pursuing it? As women, we're called to be helpmeets, not leaders. We're not called to help them find their purpose and help them fulfill it. Actually, no, he actually needs to go through a process in a season where he sought the Lord himself to actually know what it is that God has put him on this earth to do. And once he does that and he give he gives God his yes and he's actually working towards it, then I believe God opens his eyes to find a woman that actually has the skill set, the giftings, the ability, 
uh, to help him do that thing that God has called him to do. And I can say that because Enoch was, at, he was, you know, he know his assignment, his destiny, his call, his purpose, and he was pursuing it. And when he said, God, I'm, I, I need, I am ready to settle down. I need help. Um, God showed him me and I can see ours is it's a love story but it's a purpose it's a great purpose and assignment and where he knows he's called to pastor he called he's called to uh plant churches he's apostolic he knows these things but i can also see now how i have a strong gift of administration i have the ability i'm good at strategic planning like i can see how my giftings and talents are able to help him um actually fulfill even more what he's called to do like I can see how my gifts and talents and the things that the Lord has built in me are actually uh designed to help him fulfill what he's called to do and so it should be the same a man needs to know his purpose he's he needs to actually be actively pursuing it and So God can actually give him someone who he created to help him fulfill it. Um, My last question is, does he fear God? We can, I feel like the fear of God covers his spiritual relationship because it's one thing to know God. It's one thing to love the Lord, but I feel the fear of God actually keeps a man or keeps someone and right standing with God. Now, one of the things that I want to also make sure I'm making a good point on, I've asked several questions, but I want to say that that man is not going to be perfect. I'm not saying Enoch is not perfect, far from perfect. And I don't want you to have this idea that the man God has for you is going to be perfect. He's going to be 100% ready because he's not. One of the, I've had conversations with my friends and I realize what we do because of social media, TV, we actually see someone's finished marriage, like they process. So they're at a place where they spent five years going through the full process of whatever they went through, probably craziness. <laughs> and they finally got to a place where they 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 figure one one another out their communication is great they have a great family life and so we see the pictures we see the vacations we see how you know they do the date nights and and we see all of this right because of social media we see our pastor and our first lady and and how they speak to one another and how they're just so in sync and and we're so inspired but what happens is what we do we take someone's finished they're not finished because we always grow but we take someone once they hit the mark in their relationship let's say they finally got to that place that happy place we take someone's happy place and we measure our process by their happy place instead of measuring process to process like i can't compare Ian Enoch's and I's process to somebody who's been married for 20 years because they they've been through a process and they finally got into a place where they figured it out. And so I can't p- compare our process to that because if I do that, then I might say he's not the one for me because 
he, he doesn't communicate like that or he doesn't you know buy me flowers all the time like this man does or there's certain things that the man is going to grow into but I do believe there are foundational things that again you should observe him in like his leadership his fear for God does he love God does he fear God because I believe what separates a man in the world from a man of God is the fear of God and the fear of God, when temptations come, when different things come, the fear of God is going to keep him. It's going to keep him accountable. It's going to keep him. And even if he falls or stumbles to something, it, 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 it gives him, he actually wants to get it right. Like he doesn't intentionally want to live a reckless life. He actually wants to live a life pleasing to God. And, and you and I both know that living a life pleasing unto God doesn't mean we're perfect because we make mistakes, but it means that we get back up and 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 we try again but we're not out here living any type of way so does that man love and fear god a man who loves and fear god is open for growth correction conviction and direction from the lord he's accountable to god in everything that he does so you want someone that's accountable to god in everything that he does that he actually seeks the lord he fears the lord he wants to actually live a life that's pleasing unto God because when he pleases God, he's going to please you because God is the one that's going to show him how to lead you as a man, how to treat you as a man. And if he does something that's wrong, that's I love the Holy Spirit because you won't even have to say anything. All you have to do if this man loves the Lord, fears the Lord and has the Holy Ghost like <laughs> You just let God do it and God will actually touch him and he will come back and get it right. So it doesn't mean he's perfect. It just means that he actually wants to do um, what God wants him to do and live a life that's pleasing unto him. So, yeah, that is those are my questions. I don't want this podcast episode to be super long, but I wanted to hop on and share some of the things I've learned in this process. And I think I'll do a follow up on this. And I actually want to actually do uh, an episode where you guys can hear his perspective on if is she the one. So I think that will be coming up as well. So you guys can hear what does a man of God actually look for in a woman so that we can actually see, okay, if the Lord has me in a season of singleness, what should I be working on <laughs> as a woman preparing to be a wife, as a single woman preparing to be, to be a wife? Or if I'm already a wife and I want to grow and be a better wife, what are some of the areas and some of the things that I can actually grow in and become a better wife? So yeah, I pray that you guys were blessed. I actually want to pray for you. Um, Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you for your daughter. Um, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you give us the desire to actually be married. Father, I pray that each and every person that listens to this episode, if they desire companionship, if they desire to actually marry the person that you have created for them, God, I ask that you will reveal unto them the man or the woman that you have for them. God, I pray in this single, this season of singleness, so whatever season you have them in, that you continue to grow them and prepare them for what it is that they desire. God, I pray that the once preparation meets desire, that there will be such a manifestation. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to develop their character, continue to develop 
areas in their heart. Continue to speak unto them and give them a wisdom and insight and knowledge and understanding. God, I pray that you will prepare them to be a servant spouse. God, I pray that you will prepare their hearts to love God sacrificially. God, I pray to every woman that you will even prepare them to be women who are submissive, who actually desires to serve and and to submit unto her husband. God, I thank you that any ounce of independence that that causes us to to, uh, be out of order or be out of place, God, that that's removed out of us, God. We thank you that as we submit to you in our spiritual and our personal life, God, that it'll be easier to actually submit to a man who submits to you. God, I pray that you will just even prepare them for the the destiny relationship, God, just as uh, Enoch and I I met in such a, a supernatural way. God, I pray even for people that listen to listen to this episode, God, that they will have similar encounters, God, that they will that you will begin to to release angels to to orchestrate divine meetings. God, I thank you, Lord, that you will begin to bring together destiny marriages. Yeah, I feel the Lord is going to release destiny marriages. I prophesy, hey, destiny uh, marriages, marriages that will build the kingdom, marriages that will destroy the works of darkness, marriages that will restore communities and heal communities, marriages that will restore and heal and deliver nations. God, I thank you for releasing destiny and purposeful marriages, God, not just marriages for love, but marriages that actually come together to turn this world upside down. God, I bless each and every person and people who are feeling lonely and down that you will actually comfort them and God that you will even show them yourself as lover in this season and as they fall in love with you and as they continue to seek you God that you will begin to show them your purpose for their lives God we bless you and we thank you for this time of prayer in Jesus name amen and amen I pray that you guys were blessed by this episode if you were I ask that you share this with someone share this on your social media share this with a girlfriend or a friend that you know that this will actually help them uh, to find out if he's the one and so until next time I will see you very soon bye bye